0: Choose
1: to, to we choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are willing to hold, and one we win. Here's a ground ball, right side could do it. The Houston welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Apollo H O U. Brian Lalima here, joined with Apollo Dez and Dez the Astros are on a five-game losing streak. They just got swept by A.J. Hinch and the Detroit Tigers. Are you as depressed as I am?
0: Absolutely, 100%. Not even a week ago, we we were right here recording, and I think we both guaranteed a series win, and the Astros didn't show up. A.J. Hinch rallied the troops, circled the wagons, and uh, said, "Bohica, then over here it comes again in a three-game sweep.
1: Yep, so... Last episode on Beyond the Diamond podcast, you called for a series sweep. I called for no less than a series win. That didn't happen. The Astros got swept. They looked terrible. They did not look good. They had really bad approaches at the plate. The pitching staff did not perform well. They were, uh, they didn't, uh, no starter against the Tigers went more than five innings pitched. That's not good baseball. Just overall, the Tigers came in and kicked the Astros' ass. Not good. Not great. AJ's return for him was wonderful. He got the standing ovation that we thought he would yep. or that we said he should receive, which he did. Uh, but other than that, he came in and his his young Detroit Tigers team took care of business, and, I mean, they just embarrassed the Astros.
0: Yeah, I think um, a lot of us expected us just to roll out of bed, get to the field and beat the tigers. And the tigers came in off a sweep from the Indians. They got swept by the Indians. And, um, AJ, I, I I saw a clip and I should have, I probably should have prefaced more. And I think it was Sunday. He was like a a beat writer for, for the Sox asked him like, Hey, you know, what are you telling the boys? And he's like, that stays between me and boys. Uh, what I told them is I, I know what to say and know what to do in these situations. And they're going to come out, fired up to play. and, Kudos to them. Hat hat tip to, to AJ and, and the Tigers because they showed up and we didn't. Um the days of the days of just showing up and the Ashes beating teams um aren't around much anymore. I mean this young Tigers team is good. Casey Mize, stud. Uh Matthew Boyd, who the Ashes have tried to try to got in the past on trades. Um, stud. And then Fulmer had I think, a perfect game through four, I believe, before Brantley. Broke it up on the final game of the series. And they just came out ready to play. They attacked our they attacked our pitchers. Our pitchers looked like they were just nibbling and, and didn't want to look like they wanted to fill up the zone. I know uh, Zach Greinke had an Angel Hernandez behind the plate, and he wasn't getting the corners. And that's tough when you throw 85 miles an hour and you don't get the corners. Um, bad things happen. And obviously, Odorizzi, first start of the season, um, wasn't geared up, ready to go. They Crawford, Crawford box home runs got him, whatever. I think he's a fraud. And uh LMJ. Uh we he looked bad. He just looked bad. And then we find out afterwards, um, he had to go to the emergency room. He had to get IVs because he was dehydrated. Like he was he had that much um negative things happen to him after getting the shot where his body was just tired and worn down and he had to, he went out there and compete. I mean he's a competitor, he's always gonna compete if he can, if he's standing, obviously. Uh, but he wasn't on and so three game sweep.
1: Yeah, and so, Dez, you hit on uh, Lance McCullers Jr. having to go to the emergency room after the game. Dusty Baker, in his post-game media availability, said that, quote, Lance McCullers was sick as a dog. He was very sick. Uh, So that segues right into the topic of our first segment here on, my goodness, Beyond the Diamond podcast. Uh, Brian Lima, Apollo Dez here uh, follow us on Twitter at Apollo Hou. You can find me on on Twitter at B Lima Seven Ninety, and you can follow uh, Apollo Des at Apollo Des One. Check out all of our podcasts on the Apollo Podcast Network on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, so segment one here on Beyond the Diamond is the Astros. Be, you know, besides the poor play, we find out. Uh, a couple hours before Game 3 against Detroit, that they would be placing five players on the injured list due to health and safety protocols, which leads a lot of people to believe that there was some kind of positive test, uh, contract tracing, whatever the case may be. Those players were Martín Maldonado, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and is it, uh, what is it? Yeah. Uh, Robel, I was going to say roll. Robel, Garcia. Those five players were placed on that injured list due to health and safety protocols. Now, here's the weird thing about this whole thing. Obviously, we know what the shape of the world is, is in right now with COVID. It has wrecked an entire year of 2020. The Nationals had a series, their series opener, the home opener, I'm sorry, the season opener, canceled postpone, whatever you want to call it, because of COVID. And for this situation, they haven't even said if it's COVID. And they, you know, they bring up HIPAA laws. We know what HIPAA laws are. It's privacy for each person. But it's just a really weird thing that they are keeping this so hush-hush. But we know what it is, right? It's got to be COVID.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Astros have never been forthright in anything medical. I mean, for God's sakes, we didn't hear about Framber Valdez. And his, all we know still a broken finger. And we didn't hear for about for a week and a half before we got news that he may have been out for the year. And then he had to get a second and third opinion to say, yeah, he may pitch this year. And now we're just seeing videos of him throwing uh, at West Palm Beach. So the Astros are just very secretive. They've always been like that. Even to the Loon nowadays, they just don't share information unless they have to. We can operate. We don't want to assume it. it It looks like COVID. It smells like COVID. It must be COVID situation. It sucks. And I I, I was on Twitter yesterday, and I was just saying, this game should not be played. You have five guys, four of them starters in your lineup. Almost 50% of your starting lineup is not playing anymore. And you're going to play this game in two hours. And by the way, your taxi squad and your alternate site guys were in the middle of a game. So then they had to get out of Corpus and get up to Houston for the game in less than like two and a half hours. So you had all this chaos and mayhem going. Your starting pitcher's having side effects from receiving his first shot. Like, look, I'm happy it's not in September when these games mean a little bit more, but it still sucks. Absolutely sucks.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really, really strange situation because you look at the Nationals, what happened to them in the beginning of the season. Uh, MLB, and this was per James Click, he was on the Sean Salisbury Show, which he is every week, uh, this morning, and I listened to that interview, and he said that he spoke with the MLB uh, when they made their transactions yesterday to put those guys on the injured list, and there was no reason to cancel the game because the stuff that happened with the Nationals happened on the team plane. They figured it out, it happened on the team plane, more people were exposed, this situation, even though we don't have an official word of what it is, you have to think somebody, maybe even in the clubhouse, uh, one of the actual players that was put on the IL was has tested positive. Then there was contract tracing or contact tracing. So you put those five that have been in close contact. You put those five on the injured list, um, and then, like you said, with the taxi squad, the alternate side. Listen to this starting lineup the Astros had yesterday. Miles Straw, Aledmus Diaz, Michael Brantley, Yuri Guriel, Yuli Guriel, Kyle Tucker, Carlos Correa, Abraham Toro, Ronnie Dawson, and Jason Castro. That was your starting nine for the Houston Astros. Not ideal. The crazy thing about this whole IL situation with uh, the COVID health and safety protocols is if it is a positive test, it has to be 10 days. If not, realistically, these guys can come back tomorrow. They can come back today. But we don't know. We don't know when they're going to be back. And the Astros are getting ready to hit the road. They fly up to Seattle. It's a long road trip. They play three games there. They have a day off. And then they play uh, a two-game midweek set against the Rockies. When will these guys be back? We don't know. It's so hush-hush. There's no transparency. It's just a really weird deal, and it's unfortunate because it sucks, just like you said. It sucks.
0: Yeah, and I mean, last night, uh, kudos to the Sugarland Skeeters-Strohs for battling. Uh, We left 10 on base again. Uh, We were 3-for-12 with runners in scoring position. I think we had every opportunity in the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth inning to get back in the game, and bust the game open, and we just couldn't do it. Um, frankly, Diaz 0 for 4. Straw 1 for 5. Um, Tucker 0 for 5. We'll dive into that. Correa 1 for 4. Toro 0 for 3. Ronnie D got his first knock in major league, uh, his Major League DBU. And then, I mean, Gurriel and Brantley, I mean, carried the offense. They went 4 for 8 combined. They're both, obviously, seeing the ball great. And um, you just can't leave 10 guys on base and go 3 for 12. With runners scoring position, you just you can't win ball games like that. You can't win ball games when your starters dehydrated. Um It's just, it's tough. It's tough. tough it's just, it, right
1: it, yeah. It's very tough sledding. It, it's just bad baseball all around. And you talked about leaving guys uh, on base in the last five games, which has been five straight losses. The Astros are six for forty-three with runners in scoring position. That's an average of one forty-three. That's in the last five games. You will never win a game if you cannot bring guys home when they are in scoring position. Kyle Tucker left nine guys on himself last night. And again, you, just like you said, Des, we will dive into that a little bit later in segment two as we go through the entire losing streak. Um, but it's just, man, it's just really frustrating and I'm sure, obviously, it's way more frustrating for the team, especially now with this health and safety protocol stuff going on, that you start out so hot on the road. You have a 5-1 road trip to start the season. And now here you are going back on the road after playing 12 games, and you're sitting at 500. You're 6-6. Six and six, And you just got swept by your former manager at home.
0: Yeah, it's... Um... It's pressing. I mean, we're five hundred. We're in the middle of we have the division right there for the taking, uh early on, the early rounds. And we let Oakland get off the mat. We let Seattle get off the mat. We let the Angels get off the mat. And now we're in the middle of the pack. And, you know, it's it's jumbled up. It's it's early. I would be way more worried if this was a sixty game sprint. It's not. It's a hundred and sixty two. It's a it's a full big boy non Mickey Mouse season. And so I'm <laughs> It sucks. Uh, having having a losing homestand sucks, uh, especially after you were so good on the road. Uh, it's it's tough to see. We we I think we kind of called it a bit. We said the boys kind of look like lackadaisical against Oakland. But honestly, it just may have been the early signs of, of COVID. Like, we don't know that. I mean, if of all five guys played or because we don't know who has it, who doesn't or who's contact tracing. But there's any side effects. They play that Oakland series, you know, potentially you know, with, with the, with the virus. I don't know. I just, I think we can look back in August and be like, Hey, it was just one of those bad home series. Um, hopefully we can say that and the boys get rolling, but we need the boys back in the lineup.
1: Yeah. And I think you and I can both say it with a uh, pretty good reassurance of ourselves and our baseball IQ that we knew at some point the Astros were going to slump. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Just, a, just the way that they swung the bat. And we said this a couple episodes here on beyond the diamond podcast is you're not going to get this type of offense and pitching from the Astros every single game to do what they did. I think they were averaging 7.3 runs a game in, that, in those first six games. Uh, you're not going to get that all the time, but to come home, have the home opener, which was electric. Yes. We were there. We talked about it last episode to win that night and then drop five straight this early in the season. It's frustrating. It sucks. But at the end of the day, this is such a small sample size. For sure. Um, uh, another another good another good thing that I was thinking of is again with it being so early, hitters' timing is still coming around. I mean, you look at guys like Alex Bregman, Alex, Bre- Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker; those two specifically put on a lot of muscle mass in the off season. I'm sure there's a an adjustment period for those two having bigger arms, bigger. Uh, you know, upper bodies, so the timing's still not there uh your don struggled a little bit, obviously he's on the on the aisle now, but it's early let's not overreact here uh but it still sucks right so um and we'll dig like i said we'll dig into the losing streak we'll dig into um the astros getting swept we'll talk about the the pitching staff we'll talk about the the uh, the bullpen, the offense, and then we'll get into uh, previewing the Astros going into Seattle. Um, Yeah, I think just just at the end of the day, you got to get the five five guys that are uh, on the IO. You got to get them back, right? So,
0: for for one thing,
1: dude, absolutely. This is Apollo Hou. All right, we're here for fire takes and we're here for overreactions. If not, get out.
0: Get out. The door's right there
1: that is that is don't let it hit you in the ass let's hear it let's give me the overreaction i'm all about it and ends end segment one with an overreaction
0: is that yuli guriel if he came over in his prime as a hall of famer um that's not a- <laughs> I mean, it, it, it the dude the dude that we saw when he first came and then we saw the dip last year and now we've seen him possess this year it's outrageous he's betting 429 with the OPS of 1.142 wow every day it seems like he's he's either ripping a double or it's uh, a walk here a walk there and a big hit later on in the game and it's it's great to see because I've always said that he's had a special special game and now we're getting to see it in a full 162 again because it's almost like we all came in the season, we're like, all right, Yuli's getting old, you know, became came over old. Um, what are we going to do at first base in the future? Like, Yuli had such a bad sprint and a bad playoffs, but that's baseball. I mean, like, you can have a bad 60 games in a regular 162 game season and still bat 300. It, it happens all the time. You can have a bad 60 games throughout the year, but it was just so magnified in that sprint. And with all the bullshit and all the, the pressure from the media and the fans and the and the scandal and now that that's all kind of we're a year removed from it we're seeing yuli and i know we made fun of every beat writer and the beat writers you know they have to report it i understand it and they even poke fun at it but yuli came in the best shape of his life he lost like 10 pounds you know he leaned out honestly this time it wasn't tongue-in-cheek he he looks lean he looks good and it's paying dividends at the play and granted and i think i was talking with blummer about it on twitter i was like you know things are good when those texas leaguers and those broken bat bloops are falling for hits like you play the game i play the game when those are falling and you're in this groove the baseball looks like a balloon to you and there's gonna be times when it's it's the complete other way and the baseball looks like a marble and that's just how it is. That's baseball, baby. But right now, Yuli Gurriel's just filling up the stat column, and that's what you do when you're feeling this good. When the ball looks like a balloon. So my overreaction is Yuli Gurriel's a Hall of Famer if he came over at 20 years old.
1: I I am I'm gonna put this out there on the record. I am disappointed in you, Des. That's not an overreaction. That's a fact, in my opinion. I really truly believe that if Yuli Gurriel came here and played in Major League Baseball from the get go, from the jump. He would be on pace to be a Hall of famer. The dude rakes. We saw, what we saw last year was so crazy to me because the years prior to that, he's, he has such a pure swing. He's such a he, he has such good at bats. And we didn't see that last year in that season. We saw um, oppressing Yuli Gurriel. We saw bad at bats, we saw chasing pitches. We saw over eager at bats i think there was uh against the rays in the alcs there was a really big situation down the stretch and i forgot who was in you know one of the long relief guys for the rays was struggling he had just walked the guy to load the bases Eula yeah. guriel swings to the first pitch yeah, rolls over to the pitcher yep 163 double play boom momentum gone inning over that's what we saw last year yeah this year, this is this is Yuli Guriel. This is pure Yuli Guriel. This, this is, is what we came accustomed 19. to. Yeah, 19, yeah. Exactly. This is, this is what we came. This is what we came accustomed to. So I, I wouldn't say it's an overreaction. I think that's a it's a pretty good take in my book. So next time, bring something better than that. How about that? As far as overreaction <laughs> wise, I think it's I think it's a very very good take in my opinion. Yeah, so I, mean, I understand the game. I mean, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll end segment one on a very good take by Apollo Des. Not an overreaction. Guriel, book it. Hall of Famer if he's here from 20 20 years and into into his career as a major leaguer. That's going to do it for segment one. Segment two is on the way. Apollo, Dez, and myself will dig into this awful five-game losing streak. Don't go anywhere. Segment two on the way here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Segment two. Of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Apollo H O U. I am one of your co-hosts, Brian Lalima. Follow me on Twitter at B Lima790. He is Apollo Des. Follow him on Twitter at Apollo Des1. And Des segment two, we talked about the uh, injured list of health and safety protocols. We talked about Yuli Guriel. Uh, we talked about Kyle Tucker struggling. I mean, basically, the last five games for the Astros have not been ideal. They come home uh, from a 5-1 and road trip to start the year. They are now 6-6 six and six as they lose five straight. They go 1-5 at Minute Maid Park. Uh, and just will go right into the losing streak. No starter for the Astros against the Tigers. The last three games have gone or went five or more innings pitched not what you want out of your staff. And I think one thing that we are so accustomed to as Astros fans and covering the team is we were so spoiled by Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. Those those two horses went out every night, every outing they had, and they gave you at least seven, six or seven, sometimes eight, sometimes complete games with absolute total domination. They kept you in the game. And now we're seeing something with this pitching staff. I know it's early. I know it's a sim- sample size. And then think about it this way: at one point, Zach Greinke was your number three. Think about it that way. <laughs> Zach Greinke is your was your number three. Whoa. Now Zach Greinke, on the topic of Zach Greinke, he's obviously not the pitcher he was at some you know some time ago. Dominating fastball, disgusting curveball, um, or slider. The seeker that
0: didn't what, quit.
1: Yeah, sinker, yeah, that just runs in on hitters. I mean, now what we see from Zach Grinke, obviously he's the number one, but really Zach Grinky in, in this part of his career, the latter half of his career, he's really like a number three, like I said. Um, but for the starting guys to not go five or more innings, that's going to be really, really hard and taxing on the bullpen. Now... Something we'll touch on later in this segment is there were some bright spots. Some of the long relief guys looked you know, pretty damn good. Brian Abreu, Brandon Belak, Brian Stanek. Luis Garcia. Um, yeah, Luis Garcia. Can't forget about his performances. Um, obviously, we talked about Lance McCullers, LMJ. He was sick, uh, but still, his first three outings this year, uh, his pitch count gets up extremely high, very quick. Uh, you definitely want to see him settle in and work deeper into, into the games. And then Jose Architi has the stuff, but he I feel like he needs to be more polished. He honestly it's almost like he throws too many strikes, if that makes sense. You know, you gotta I don't know. I, I think for and, and we talked about it on the last episode, you gotta mix up mix it up, right? Yeah. Um so just the the staff as a whole just has not looked good in the last five games.
0: Yeah, it's not been great, and we we preface it even on when we were on top of the world, and you know people were throwing the parade and and all that on that first road trip. Our our guys weren't going deep. I mean, it, it's taxing on the bullpen when you're you got to throw these guys, you know, every other day, and they got to log you know one or two innings, and it's tough. It, it's compound interest, baby. It it, it gets you. So there's got to be something that changes, and. I think you nailed it. We are absolutely were spoiled with Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. The way they dominated games, like you said, they were horses. They they gave you seven minimum, and they were striking out, you know, seven to ten minimum. And when you have that for forty percent of the season, that, that adds up to a lot of wins. So, uh, the philosophy changes for sure for this pitching staff, and and I think Strom and Click and and Dusty have. Have gotten there, and I think that's one of the good things that we've seen with um, with Click is that he knows and understands that philosophy. Because I mean, other than Snell, the Rays had to piece things together, and they still won ninety games. So I think the big thing going in to save this rotation is the reemergence of Framber Valdez, and yeah. he's a true staff ace. Dusty rode on Michael like Horse during the sprint. He left him out there when we were like, "Dude, he's already giving you seven and a third. Like, we're up five. Why are you letting me out there blow up his ERA a bit and all his other advanced stats?" But if he comes back healthy and that finger's healthy, and I think there was probably nerve damage. I don't think that broken bone is. I think that's just a ploy. Just the Astros being the ashes. I think there's got to be some nerve damage. That's why it's going to take him forever to ramp back up. But if we get Framber back and he's a hundred percent, and say we get him back in July, um, I'll be extremely happy because now he's your ace. Grinky kind of goes in that two role. You're gonna get what you get with Zach Grinky. You know that if the umpires aren't giving the corners, it's gonna be tough. When you gotta baseball's already already tough as it is, and if you're not getting the corners and you gotta throw it over the plate, um, that's usually bad trouble and we saw that with Dallas Keuchel. I mean, if you, this just recency, uh, recency bias alone, like thinking back, like when Keuchel had an umpire that game in the corners, he was damn near unhittable. And, and that one year he won the Cy Young, like he was, he was throwing a ball, ball and a half off the plate. And with his stuff, people were swinging because when the umpires giving it to him too, he's just hitting your spots. And Zank, I'm not saying Zach Greinke's going to win the Cy Young. He's, he's too old for that. And uh, I mean, it'd be a Disney movie if he did, but to be an ace, he's, he needs the corners. And I think it's just a a little bit of bad luck too. having Angel Hernandez behind the dish for any starter is going to be bad. And I think he's with our rotation now due to COVID. And so we have a lot of games with him early on and it's going to be, it's going to be tough. So I think they just got to stay the course. Uh, There's got, they have to know that four and a third innings is not going to cut it. Just it's not, it's not sustainable for, the bullpen arms is not sustainable for our starting pitchers. So, um, fill up the zone, attack the guys, quit nibbling, and let's just fucking go.
1: Yeah. And, and if you're Dusty Baker, at some point, you have to be thinking who is going to step up? Who is going to step up on that staff? Framber obviously is out. Jake Odorizzi, say what you want, Dez, about him. I'm not giving up on him yet. I know he's coming. That You wanted to take? You wanted to take? He's a fraud. Yeah.
0: I've been saying it. Well, fraudulent.
1: He's uh, to me. <laughs> you said that on the last episode I too. I think for Rizzi, Yeah, I think for um, you still got to me. You just got to give him more time. Uh, he was talked. He was well talked about as a free agent, and then the Astros were able to w- were able to pick him up later in spring training. So he's still getting his feet wet. Still getting his feet under him. Um, Yeah, and then to me, it's when the hell is Framber Valdez coming back? He needs to get back. He needs to get his feet under him and get back and start throwing some innings for the Houston Astros. But until that point, who is going to step up? I mean, who are we going to see? Is it Yeah. Do we see Brandon Belak continue to dominate in long relief and where he gets an opportunity to be a starter? Do we see Luis Garcia get another start? I mean, someone has to step up. And again, excuse me, you noted it. These guys cannot throw four and a third, four innings, four and a third, five innings. These guys got to get past the five inning mark. They have to get at least six. So you can set up your set up your bullpen guys and then bring in Stanek, who's been absolutely nails. amazing. Nails. I mean, he's been nails. Yeah, just nails. Dominating in his outings. Uh, another guy that needs to step up is Blake Taylor. Blake Taylor, they relied on Blake Taylor last year more than a lot of people realize. This year he's been kind of shaky. You want to see that left-handed, that left arm come out of the bullpen, whether it's a situational uh situational, you know, scenario or come in, throw a couple innings, get your work done, uh throw strikes, fill it up and, you know, call it a day. But the way that he's been throwing this year, and again, I know it's early, okay? I know it's early, but He's going to have to step up. Obviously, we talked about Stannick, and then, and then we said it in the first segment. Brian Abreu has looked pretty good. He's had, you know, last outing wasn't, you know, wasn't that great. Uh, but for the most part, he's looked, he's looked pretty good. Luis Garcia's looked pretty good. And then, I, and then <laughs> Brandon Bielack, man. Oh, my goodness, dude. That guy has got some electric stuff. I could very easily see him getting a chance to start for this rotation.
0: Yeah, I mean, to, to play devil's advocate here, it Let's almost it. seems that when Luis Garcia is not starting, he's on. And when he's a starter, he's, like everyone else, not going five. And when Brandon Belak is in relief, he's a stud. And when he's a starter, he's not. Uh, I think we need more data, obviously, to see it. Obviously, they both have electric stuff. Uh, Belak's thrown eight innings, a whip of .75, average against him is .111. Um, He's got seven strikeouts. He's only given up three hits and two earned runs, keeping the walks down at three with a 2.25 ERA. Um, You have Luis Garcia, 7.2 innings. I mean, identical stats, six hits given up, two runs given up, four walks, eight strikeouts, a 1.30 whip, and a 2.07 average against them. I mean, you have those guys, and it's... in, a, in an ideal wor- world, you'd have them as your your bridge guys, the Belak and Garcia alternating, uh, getting it to Stanek and to uh Parades whenever he's back healthy, to Blake Taylor, and then to Presley. But I think for now, uh, excuse me, Brian Brayu as well. Like he's been a stud, and so I think you can you can mix and match until and, and so you get all your horses back till. You get Javier back too. You get Orta Rizzi back in form. So you get Lance um, not nibbling and attacking and just going and, and and racking up innings. And then you know whatever Grinky shows up, um, I think those guys are just, I think they're just bridge guys, Brian. I really do. Yeah. I, it just that's it fair. Just that's seems fair. That I, can, I can definitely see that. It just seems when they're starters, it, it's they they plan to to not get hit. Instead of attacking, if that makes sense. Like they just seem like okay, this is my game plan today, and I'm gonna try to execute this obviously to the best of my abilities. And but it's almost like pitching scare to compare when they come in and they don't have to think and they can just go 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 and they're lights out because we see them get on these little two three innings where they're just they're perfect, they're literally perfect. And so yeah, that'd be great if we can put that into this formula and they can be become starters because. All of a sudden, we got two top end guys with with Belak and um, Garcia. But if if their role right now is just to be those bridge guys and let them let them go and eat those five, six, seven innings, so be it. But that's a that's a lot to ask for these two young arms. That's a lot. Yeah, and they're talented, but that's a lot to ask.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's a a, a fair assessment of those guys being the bridge guys. Uh, I, I think there will definitely be an opportunity for both of them to get a few starts as the season goes on. But you know, if, if Oda Rizzi can get back to form, Framber comes back, uh, obviously Lance McCullers, Zach Grinke, um, Jose Architi, if those guys can, you know, start to settle in and, and really start to throw a lot of strikes, then yeah, Dusty Baker will, Dusty Baker, Brent Strom. They will see that Brandon Belak and Luis Garcia are your bridge guys. And they will, they could be your six, six and seventh inning guys get it to Stanick in the eighth, pressing in the ninth. That's in a perfect world, obviously. Yeah. But, um, it's the small sample size, but speaking of a small sample size, the small sample size that we have seen from Joe Smith has been so damn bad, it's
0: awful,
1: so really bad. And I, I, awful. I don't, I don't forget that Joe Smith, um, didn't play last year, and for right? Good reasons. He sat out, with, for, yeah, exactly,
0: sick, yeah. and all that. We don't have to go into it. He sat out for right. Anyone else can sit any, out as well.
1: Right, he was coming back from an Achilles injury. He pitched well in the 2019 series. Um, You know, going into the playoffs, he pitched very well in the playoffs uh, and in the World Series. And then, you know, he sat out last year, personal reasons. But this year, man, for a veteran guy that's been there, done that, he just can't figure it out so far. And it's disappointing and it's frustrating because you gotta, he's a guy that you you should be able to rely on. And the Astros can't rely on him right now. You know, if he can't figure it out, the Astros very mel- very well might designate him for assignment
0: yeah look i've i've been very critical of him uh of joe smith uh, but honestly like his mom died 6 months ago 8 months ago like that's got to be weighing on him and i don't want to dive into that that's i mean losing losing a mom is is tough and i just you got to think he has a heavy heart every time he steps on the mound. And you know he's pressing. You know he doesn't. He doesn't want these results. Um, but it just hasn't been good to start off. And I hope he rounds into form. I really do. I've been critical of him. I've called him a fraud this on Twitter and stuff with my usual this shit posting. But it's just been bad. And and you got to see that. And I I didn't understand it. It happened last night. Lance is a high pitch count. You know he's not getting out of this inning. If he does, it's his last. Bases loaded, two outs. He's already gotten this guy twice out at the plate. And you pull him. You see he's disgusted on the mound. You see he's upset with Dusty. And you go to Joe Smith. And I I wish someone asked Dusty the philosophy and thinking behind this. Because Blake Taylor was up. Blake Taylor was throwing in the pin. We saw that on the telecast. They went to Joe Smith, and and I broke it down, and I'll, and I'll post the Twitter to to this clip. But one, it's a it's a side armor righty, and it's a lefty at the plate, so it's everything's coming into the lefty, unless he throws a two seam or he lets a change up, you know, out of his hand. But that that's not really Joe Smith. It's sliders, fastballs, so. You go to Joe Smith and a lefty's up and then the wheels come off and all the runs score. And you're just sitting there banging your head on the table, at least I was, because it made zero sense baseball because you're, you're allowing this lefty to have a better, better eye view of, of your opposing pitcher because everything's coming into him and he can elevate, celebrate above the, above the thigh, let it fly, below the knee, let it go with these side armors. And so it just didn't seem like a calculated move. And it bit us in the ass and we lost by that many runs. And so I hope Joe Smith figures it out. I really do. He wasn't put in a situation to succeed last night at all. Um, Not giving me any excuse for the the runs given up, but it's just, we need him to figure it out, man. We really do.
1: Yeah. Joe Smith has to figure it out. He knows that Um, a veteran guy that you should be able to count on. Just hasn't performed so far. So I'm sure some adjustments will be made. He's probably meeting plenty with Brent Strom. Brent Strom is a pitching wizard. So hopefully Joe Smith can get it figured out. Um, you know, it's just kind of frustrating just all the way around. And, and, you know, Des, you and I have just, you know, we kind of just dug into the pitching side of things. Uh, on the next segment, we'll take a break here. On the next segment, we will discuss where the hell did the bats go? The Astros bats have gone cold. That's going to be... Right around the corner on uh in segment three, don't go anywhere. Uh, this is Beyond the Diamond Podcast with Brian Lima and Apollo Dez here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome back to Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. I am Brian Lima, he is Apollo Dez. Follow us on Twitter at Apollo HOU. Dez can be found on Twitter at Apollo Des one and me, myself, I can be found on Twitter at BLima790, and Dez, as we dive into segment three, the, the final segment of this episode of Beyond the Diamond Podcast, the Astros are getting ready to travel to Seattle, we saw what they did on their first road trip, they go 5-1, and one. Uh, they were averaging over seven runs a game, they come home, and they just fall flat on the offensive side, actually just as a whole. But more in particular, the offense was so suspect this home series. I mean, just, you know, I said it in in the first segment. Just see, here's some numbers for you. In the last five games, they've lost five in a row, last five games. With runners in scoring position, the Houston Astros are 6-43, for hitting a whopping buck 43. You're not going to win games that way. Just as a whole? Yeah, exactly. It's gross. It's disgusting. Just as a whole, the approaches have been so bad. Just really bad approaches. Ho- Jose Altuve had some bad at-bats. I- I sh- I'm sure a good amount of this segment is going to be focused on Kyle Tucker. But man, he looked really, really bad in Game 3. He himself left 9 on base. We talked about it off-air. Uh, the kid looks like he's pressing. Early in the season, um, they have made they have made the opposing pitching staff of the Detroit Tigers and the Oakland A's look like rock stars. Now, again, I will say, just like you did earlier, Casey Mize, Thud. that guy is a dude. Yeah, there's a reason he was a number one pick at, at at some point. He was damn good. But the thing that sticks out to me is the opposing pitchers. Have had low pitch counts because of the at bats. The approaches are just not good, and it's crazy to me. They come home, they get in front of the Houston faithful, and the bats just disappear. I just, it's, it's really, it's just, it was just some really bad at bats, bad baseball. Um, we'll talk about Miles Straw, we'll talk about Don, but just general consensus here, Dez. Would you, would you say like I have that the at bats have just been bad? Just been bad at bats. I mean, there's no way around it.
0: Yeah, it's bad baseball. I mean, you have you have three guys really in your lineup right now that are producing at a high level. And I would say that's obviously Yuli Guerrero. That's Michael Brantley and Jose Altuve. Um, And even then, Jose had some really bad at bats. But the name of the game is is getting it to the next guy and string hits together. And I think it, I don't remember the last time we've, we've strung hits together. I really don't uh, just double to double single getting the guy over, getting him in. Like I, I can't recall the last time that segment kind of happened. It's kind of just been bomber bus. And it's been a lot of bus. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of guys stranded on base, uh, a lot of, you know, two out doubles by Yuli or, or Brantley and they get stranded there. It's just been bad baseball. and. I think at one point straw and Molodano were literally, they are 33% of the outs in the game and the bottom half But between those two guys. It, it was just, it was just bad. And so you're not, you can't win ball games when two guys are a third of your out. And it just, it's baseball. I, I'm not going to press. It's the second week of the season. The offense went from unstoppable to unwatchable. And so Look, I change you know we're going to Seattle. We still don't have our guys in there. We have these young guys up, hopefully they ball out a bit, but I don't know. maybe change the scenery and going to Seattle and then to uh to the Rockies and the field helps
1: yeah, with the Astros going to uh seattle and and Denver uh to hit the road again you you hope that some of the guys can come back your dawn. you'd love to see your dawn hit uh in Coors Field but the thing with that is if the Astros want him in the lineup he's going to have to play the field because it's in a National League Park plus it's going to be really cold while they're up there I just don't see the Astros if he does return I just don't see the Astros uh trying to throw him out there in the cold with the knee situation how he's coming back after surgery on both knees um but he himself this this these last few four five six games um Jordan's got 46 at bats so far this season and he's only got two bombs. Uh, you know, he was chasing pitches. We saw, you know, at one point, I think it was 0 for 14 or 15 at one point, And he laid down a perfectly placed bunt just to to break up that slump, whatever it was. I probably butchered those numbers, but he was struggling at the time. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's the, the at-bats, the hits that the Astros are getting are so scattered, like you said. There's not consecutive hits. There's not clutch hits. When, when runners are in scoring position, they're just not producing. They're just not manufacturing runs, and it's, it sucks. And then when you talk about, you know, the, the, the dark spots in the lineup, you've got your eight and your nine hole. You've got Miles Straw, and you've got Martin Maldonado. Obviously, Maldonado is a defensive catcher. Uh, he's one of the best behind the plate. Offensively, not that good. So I give him a pass. He manages the pitching staff. Can Jason Castro? He's had some good at bats this year. Hit a couple bombs, uh, but you still, at the end of the day, you need more production from Martín Maldonado. And I know I've been very, very critical of Miles Straw. To me, I, I just don't think Miles Straw should be your center fielder. Give Chaz McCormick uh, a chance. Move some pieces around when you get full strength again. The and, and the reason I say that is because the at bats for Miles Straw are so bad. Rolling over, weak pop outs. He's not working counts. And, it, it, man, just get on base. Just get on base somehow. Work counts more. I understand that you're in the nine hole, right? Or, or you know, sometimes lead off now with guys being out of the lineup. But work the count. Utilize your speed. Get on base. And it's just not happening for Miles Straw. I would love to see him produce more and stay in the lineup every day. But at some point, Dusty Baker is going to have to, you know, have to come to a point where it's going to be like, okay, well, Miles Straw, I'm sorry, man. You got your opportunities, but we're going we're gonna to give these ABs to a few other guys and just see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, it just look, everyone listening right now, everyone tuning in, it sucks. As a fan, we got to sit here and take the shit from the Detroit Tigers and all of Major League Baseball for just playing shitty baseball, but it happens over 162. I, I don't think we have to get so much loss in the weeds. I, I, I think the guys... Um, getting out and going to Seattle, fresh air, open stadium. Just just getting a different a different view for a week or so will pay dividends. And so it it sucks when you can't you can't see these guys perform the way we want them to perform. We've seen them perform because
1: and we were, and we were spoiled. We were let's not let's not forget that. Yeah.
0: And I just think that we don't have to get caught up in lost in the weeds because it's gonna even out, right? the water the yeah. the water level's gonna rise to where we know it's going to. It just sucks right now and and we're us at Apollo, you guys following Apollo, following the Astros, like look, look across the board. I mean, let's just pull it up. The Yankees are playing like shit.
1: The Yankees look terrible they look
0: terrible right now. Uh, uh, it's the Braves, they look terrible right now. And these are three teams that could win a World Series when, when you look at it all. And so I, I just think that everything's going to even out. Guys are going to get hot. Guys are going to get back. They're going to get healthy. Obviously, we need a little bit more um clarity for what's really going on. And so, look, I, I'm not worried yet. I'm not worried yet. No,
1: no. And, and you and I both said this, and we both know this. Hitting comes and goes. There's going to be slumps. Guys are going to, guys can see, like you said earlier, guys will see the ball as a beach ball or a balloon, as you put it. And then at times, guys it's are not going to be able to see it at all.
0: Yeah,
1: It's going to happen. It's baseball. Baseball is so damn hard. So we know that hitting is going to come and it's going to go. They're going to go on streaks. They're going to slump. They're going to play average baseball. They'll go through the motions some days. It is what it is. It's, it's baseball, Right. But I think where we get frustrated as fans is it's happening so damn early. The Astros are 6-6, six and six, and plus the way they started, I think that's where all the frustration comes in. But, dude, it's, <laughs> they've only played 12 games. They've only played 12 games. Like Aaron Rodgers said it way back, R-E-L-A-X, relax. relax. Listeners, relax. everyone listening right now,
0: relax. It's gonna and come. I know we're
1: yeah. – we're digging into, you know, we're digging in a little more uh, this episode just, just because, I mean, that's what we're going to do. We're baseball guys, right? But, I mean, you look at the, the AL standings. The Red Sox are 9-4. and four. They really good baseball. The Yankees are 5-7. and seven. Look at the AL Central. You know who's leading the AL Central right I, now? I mean, I didn't until
0: I looked it up for this segment, but Kansas City, 6-4. and four. Dude,
1: are you, the Royals? Come on now,
0: it's, not, it's it, not 2014, 2015 anymore. So, who
1: who did we talk about? Who did we talk about in the AL Central? We talked about it on one of the live Apollo hours we talked about uh, Minnesota a couple months ago.
0: And the White we Eagles. talked about
1: Minnesota exactly. Those two, both of those teams are six and seven right and now. Hope,
0: so can we can we just sidebar real quick. Uh, Carlos Rendon, no hitter should have been a perfect game last night. T- hat tip to him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hit O two count. It hits the guy on a back foot slider when he just blew that when sucks. he blew three fastballs by him.
1: God, it's uh I was sick to my stomach. Just, as a baseball fan and as a baseball, you know, as a baseball dude, seeing that just it sucks, man. Gosh, should have been a perfect game. Um, yeah, for for him, him to be in, in an 0-2 count and hit somebody with a back foot slider, man, that's got to be frustrating. But um, yeah, it, it's it's okay. The Astros are gonna be fine. Let's get the guys back that are off that that are, you know, on the IL with the health and safety protocols. Yuli Gurriel and Mike, Michael Brantley have been the saving grace for the offense so far this season. We know those guys are going to hit. Um, you know, to end the segment, let's let's look ahead. The the Astros getting ready to leave for Seattle. They go to Seattle. Seattle's division, playing decent. Division
0: leading Seattle Mariners.
1: Right. They're uh they're playing decent baseball. Uh, Kyle Lewis is set to make his season debut against the Astros, and he he hits so well against the Astros. He's a so
0: he's a, he's a superstar in the making. He's a stud. It, it, in three, four years' time, we'll be talking about Acuna, Soto, and Kyle Lewis. I'm 100%. We already talked about two. Of them. I'm just saying Kyle Lewis is that next one, the next guy. I think he's a superstar in the making. And it's just going to be a good series because the the Mariners played this hard last year in that 60-game sprint. They, they're they young. They're hungry. I've been touting them up in the Apollo group chat. People are shitting on me in my opinion that this team is actually good. I think the Seattle Mariners team is a force to be reckoned with in the making, almost like a young Astros. Obviously, they need the pitching, but the hitters just, man, they rake. And right now, our pitching sucks. So this, this matchup doesn't look good going in, uh, playing right. the first place Mariners right now.
1: Yeah. So I I think for me, I think the Astros get back on track with the offense. Um, I think in the five game road trip, uh, I know we'll, we'll have another edition of beyond the diamond podcast after the Mariners series, but just looking ahead to the five game road trip, I think the Astros go three and two and get, get the offense back. Hopefully uh, optimistic that the, the five guys that are on the IL, I hope they, they make their return. Uh, back to the lineup. I hope it's not a full 10 games that, you know, with the health and safety protocols, well, we don't know again, we don't know. So I, I hope those guys return. I don't know. I'm saying Astros, they go three and two um, the Mariners, man, they're pesky. I, I think they're going to be something along the lines of what Oakland's been just a, a pain in the ass pain in the side of, of the Astros for, for this season. So uh, Kyle Lewis returning for the Mariners is a good thing. I just want to see the, the bats come back alive. Um, So that's what I look forward to seeing, you know, the, the, I think that's the, that's something that, you know, the Astros are always going to have this season is a good, dangerous lineup, but they have, they've got to put better at bats together. And then just like I said, on the very first episode of, of beyond the diamond, the biggest question mark for me is going to be the pitching staff. So, um, the lineup I'm not worried about. I just, I just want to see him return to form. So three and two book it. Three and six. i I'm
0: gonna go. I'm gonna go four and one. I'm gonna stay positive. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna the I like boys it. it out.
1: I like it. I think they will too. I'm just gonna say somewhere in that road trip they'll they'll drop two games. Um, but it won't be to the Rockies. I think. I think they'll take two out of three from Seattle, and I think they'll split against uh split against the the Rockies just because they got to go into that. I, I think at some point. During that, those two games, the low is going to be like in the 20s and they have a night game. And then even during the day game, it's going to be like in the 30s or 40s. That sucks.
0: Yeah, it's going to be not, uh, not, not ideal. And if you get jammed, yeah. not great. Yeah, good and luck. Foams at the plate.
1: Good luck. So three and two on my end, four and one on De- Dez's end for the Astros. That's going to do it for this edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast. He is Apollo Dez. I am Brian LaLima. Follow us on Twitter at Apollo Hou, at Apollo Des one and at BeLima790. Des, uh, before I get us out of here, you got anything thing else uh, to let the viewers know or or look forward to going into the Mariner Series? Yeah,
0: just like you said, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Let's enjoy this baseball. Let's enjoy the moment, and we're going to be just fine. The boys are going to be back, hopefully sooner than later, and uh, we're just going vibe and hunt big waves until then.
1: Big wave riding. Let's 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 get back on track. Houston Astros uh, taking on the Seattle Mariners. It's gonna be Astros after dark. Yeah. Look it forward is. to uh, to seeing everybody on Twitter uh, staying up way past their bedtime. But uh, that's gonna do it for Apollo Des. I am Brian Lima. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, YouTube at Apollo Hou, Twitch slash Apollo Hou. Thank you for listening to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Love you guys.